0: Hey Ananya.
1: Hey Devin. So, how are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good.
1: Okay. That's nice to hear. Um, So, what have you got for us today?
0: Alright. Well, Ananya, today I want to talk to you about something very serious. Something very spooky. Today, I want to talk to you about zombies.
1: Wait, zombies? Like the ones from The Walking Dead?
0: Sort of, yeah. Zombies. Um, Okay, more specifically, it's like a fungus zombie, but zombies nonetheless. So have you ever heard of the show The Last of Us?
1: Yes, the one on HBO Max, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: It's a good show. It is, it
0: is. For people who don't know, The Last of Us is a show on HBO. It's based on a video game, and it's about a post-apocalyptic world that um, is like riddled with zombies. But the thing about The Zombies that I think is... Like pretty interesting and unique is that they're infected by a fungus that actually exists in the real world.
1: Well, that's actually very spooky. Do you think it could happen?
0: Uh, Well, I guess that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, In the show, they reference this fungus called Ophiocordyceps unilateralis, or more colloquially, just cordyceps. Uh, Cordyceps are actually a pretty common fungus, but this particular type um creates zombified ants um before we get into that though i was going to show you a clip okay cool Uh, but you uh, just to be clear you you do think microorganisms pose a threat oh in the most dire terms bacteria no you like saying no yes (laughs) not bacteria not viruses so
1: fungus yes that's the usual response fungi seem harmless enough many species know otherwise because there are some fungi who seek not to kill but to control viruses can make us ill but fungi can alter our very minds there's a fungus that infects insects gets inside an ant for example travels through its circulatory system to the ants brain and then floods it with hallucinogens thus bending the ants mind to its will
0: that's just like a scene from the show that i thought was really interesting because It talks about the exact thing that we're gonna talk about today, which is the cordyceps, um, specifically the ones that infect the ants. So basically the way that it works is the fungus infects its ant victims uh, when one of its spores fall into an unsuspecting carpenter ant, right? And then, so basically the single cell uh, spore of the cordyceps enter the ant's bloodstream and butt off to create new copies of themselves one by one, right, and once there are enough, these cells begin working together and create short tubes inside of the ant. This allows the cells to communicate and take in the ant's nutrients, basically slowly draining the ant of its life force.
1: That is indeed very spooky, and I think going back to the clip, it kind of is very scary because it's based in reality. Mm-hmm. Like the scientists explain, he's basically like a puppet. Mm-hmm. And it's scary because the ant may or may not be aware. Well, it may be aware, okay. Well, my body is not, I'm not in control of my body. And this this organism, in this case a fungus, is basically controlling me. So, it, it yeah, it is very spooky.
0: It is. And the thing is, like, at, at this point... The ant still doesn't really realize that there's something going on because, once it's in the bloodstream, it very slowly begins to take over. As the tubes get begin to grow inside of the ant, they start like wrapping around um, and penetrating all of the muscles inside the ant, and by you know wrapping around and holding. And gripping onto the muscles, the fungus begins to control the ant, and at this point the ant can't really do anything. It's inside of it.
1: Yeah. So then, does the fungus really move the ant's muscles, or does it control the ant from, you know, like the brain, like the scientists said?
0: So the thing about it is we don't know for sure, but scientists like David Hughes, who's an uh, entomologist at Penn State, think the fungus controls the ant's body mostly through direct muscle control. So not exactly the way that they described it in the show, because... Uh, I mean, I think that is a much more interesting response, and it makes for a much better TV. You know, we already know about things like psilocybin and, like, ergot with LSD and how that affects humans. So it would, you know, it would make sense, quote-unquote, that, like, it could just control it via its mind. But I think it's much simpler for the fungus to just move the ant itself, you know, like through direct muscle control rather than um, controlling its brain, which I think would be a lot more complicated.
1: So essentially, basically what we saw in the clip from The Last of Us, and I think another scary part that he mentioned in the show was well, right now, these fungi, they don't really, they can't really survive in like higher temperatures. But it is true. There is global warming. And I have heard of viruses, you know, that were frozen in Siberia that are now defrosting and thawing out. Mm-hmm. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that somehow these fungi somehow evolve, you know, like the way he said, evolve and then, you know, adapt this new host environment and then somehow make the jump from a carpenter ant all the way to a human.
0: You're right. The thing right now is like, you know, I don't think it's something that we'll see anytime soon because the human body temperature is generally like way too high for most fungal infections. um, You know, a lot of fungal infections that people do have are usually like on the outside of the body just because Mm -hmm. the internal temperature is way too high. But there are some fungi that can withstand higher temperatures. And it's very possible that climate change could help fungi sort of adapt to more extreme heat. It's not something that we know a lot about today, but it's definitely something that we could be seeing in the future and
1: truly unprecedented unprecedented yeah you know we won't
0: really know what to do until we're faced with it
1: and it's it's very similar to what we saw over the covid pandemic except Mm -hmm. that like okay people were researching coronaviruses so they Mm -hmm. had some kind of elementary knowledge but it wasn't something that they could you know rapidly be like hey let's take these precautionary measures because a lot of it wasn't known but it is interesting and yeah like you said i don't think it's possible right now, like in like the very near future, that you know, these fungi can evolve and adapt to the human body's host environment. But going back to the fungi and how you said you mentioned that it kind of controls the muscles. Mm-hmm. What if there's a way that these fungi like and you said that they don't have an effect on the brain or there may be effects on the brain but it's minimal. Mm-hmm. So could you
0: elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, even though it controls it mostly via its muscles, this isn't to say that there's no effect that the fungus has on the brain, because actually when the fungus takes over on the ant, the neurons in the ant that normally would allow the brain to control its own body start to die off. So with that happening, it allows the cordyceps to do its zombie thing and be uninterrupted by the ant and so basically the ant is slowly just kind of losing its power over its own body and the cordyceps is moving it
1: And then what exactly is the zombie thing that you mentioned?
0: So basically the whole point of the Cordyceps infection is to spread more of the fungi. So after taking control of the ant's body, the fungus will get the ant to leave its nest and climb up a nearby plant stem, it'll climb up the stem until it reaches about 25 centimeters above the ground, and then it takes its like mandibles, like the little like pinchers, mm-hmm. um, and it'll uh, lock it onto the leaf and just like stick there.
1: So is it always like close to 25?
0: Yeah, so basically it's 25 above the forest floor because it's the perfect temperature and humidity for the fungus to grow. And And once it's locked in place, the fungus will start growing out of the ant's head and it'll look like almost like a big antenna. And then the fungus spores will eventually come falling out of the sock onto the ants that are below. And it'll basically repeat the cycle, going back into those ants' bloodstreams and making more zombies.
1: That's quite interesting. It's very scary for an ant, obviously. But I feel that, going back to your previous answer, yes, there is a lower possibility of these things happening right now, but there was this case that I recently read about that I think it was Candida. Some person got Candida auris, and now it's spreading like wildfire, and then this one person, I think it was in India, he contracted some kind of fungal infection that's untreatable right now, Mm -hmm. and I feel that, like the scientists who mentioned that in the clip, I think People often underestimate fungi. Mm. People right now, because of how touchy-feely the whole pandemic was, people are still kind of scared about bacteria, uh, mostly viruses, and people don't really look at fungi.
0: Yeah. Looking past how unlikely it is for people to be infected with the fungus... Um, The likelihood that there's going to be like a zombie fungus that can infect humans is pretty low, even though it's pretty likely that we're going to see a lot more fungal infections in the future. I think specifically in the case where we have something that affects the brain as much as the zombies in The Last of Us do, I don't think we'll see that anytime soon. You know, outside of these ants, the connective tubes that the cordyceps use to control the body um, have only ever been seen in plants infected by fungus but we haven't seen it in any other animals but you know time will tell
1: truly time will tell and hopefully it does not make a jump from host to host like we saw with the covid virus you know yeah and hopefully that does not happen in our lifetime and if it does happen hopefully we have some kind of preventative measure against it
0: yeah most definitely and, you know, there's there's ongoing research on yeah. these sorts of things. And, you know, I think fungus is just such like an interesting...
1: It really is.
0: It, it's such an interesting thing. It's so different from yeah. other microorganisms. right? And it's definitely worth further exploring.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I think that this is... I wouldn't say it's really an understudy... Uh, realm of microbiology because I'm not too sure about that. But it is definitely, we don't really think of fungus as a real threat.
0: Yeah, I think when we talk about fungus commonly in the public, we only really think of mushrooms. Yeah, And when we think of the possibilities of the way that fungus affects us—we we know about the ways that it alters our brains with things like psilocybin, but you know we don't really think about—I don't know. There's so much more to it, and there's right. so many different like complexities about yeah. it, and it's definitely something that needs to be talked about at least, like definitely, not to say that yeah. it's not being explored, but be communicated about yeah. with the general public because it's just something so interesting.
1: Because what I remember from the show, um, I think it was somebody in Jakarta, because that was the point of origin Mm -hmm. in the show. He was talking to a mycologist, Mm -hmm. and she was probably the only person who's very well informed about the whole situation. So I think kind of like you said, like spreading the information to people, making sure that people are aware and that they can, you know, prevent this from happening. Yeah. Even though there's a little possibility, I think just educating people, I think that's a that's a very good thing for us to do as a society. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so overall. I guess i'd say it's a pretty fat chance of a zombie apocalypse with fungus happening anytime soon but it's still pretty interesting to think about
1: i definitely do think it's super duper interesting and thank you for bringing this to our attention uh in a more scientific and you know informed format apart okay. from the show and the game yeah this was quite an interesting episode thank you Devin.
0: thank you ananya um So, yeah, I guess that concludes our second joint episode of Science Hurts. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure sure that you rate us on Spotify, you share with your friends, and you subscribe. And follow us
1: on Instagram. Yeah, and
0: follow us on Instagram.
1: Uh,
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.